Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Petrol. Or electric. Petrol. Or electric. Why choose? Petrol and electric. Discover the BMW plug-in hybrid range. Visit your BMW retailer or find out more at bmw.ie. Sometimes electric, always BMW. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Point, Planet F1's very own podcast. Uh, well, not much has happened in the last week, to be honest, so we thought today we'd just go through all the preparations that the teams and the drivers are taking for the start of the season, which, uh, thank God, isn't too far away. Michelle, it was uh, it was nice to see a Formula One car back on track, wasn't it? It was. It may have been a two-year-old car, but at least it was a good sign of, of what's to come. And let's be honest, that W09 is a beautiful car. So if you're going to see a car come onto the track for the first time in what three three and a half months what a car to have and also of course everything that it means formula one is coming back yeah it it really made it feel real i think just seeing hearing the sound of the car and seeing it and uh yeah cause, you know when you see a calendar it's uh, it, it's nice but it still feels a bit a bit surreal so yeah it was good i mean obviously the main talk about it is the fact that uh, part of their preparations for the season which is uh Less than a month away now. And yeah, I mean, let's just go through that first. Go through the teams that will probably be testing their old cars and, you know, what the benefits are and stuff. But the first thing I noticed was actually the the, the nature of the uh, of the staff when releasing the car. And uh, yeah, there was social distancing aplenty, wasn't there? It's, uh, it's a new site for Formula One. It is. It's very much a new site. I mean, Mercedes uh, showed off the fire up the, the day before on social media. Um, and it was quite interesting to see because normally when they have a fire up, there's like two million people in the room. They're all crowded around the back of the car. There's so much excitement. And with this, you barely had anyone in the room and the blokes were doing their best not to touch each other. So it's 
it's a little weird seeing Formula One being so distant. Uh, unfortunately, of course, as we're all well aware, the the amount of social distancing you can actually get in a garage, it, it's pretty slim, but the teams are doing what they can. Face masks, it's again, it's strange. We're used to seeing the mechanics and stuff in helmets and and now as soon as that helmet comes off, a face mask goes on and it's just, wow, we're living in a different world. But here's hoping that all the teams take the precautions, the kind that Mercedes displayed, um, and that we, we get back to racing safely and that everyone's okay. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, I mean, obviously the the measures of you know social distancing by reducing the number of staff taken to races, it, it was mentioned in, uh, in the statement that was released when they announced that formula one was coming back in, in that shape um but yeah seeing it seeing it you know with uh, for real uh, for the first time does really it does really hit you that it's um the sport's really going to be fundamentally different for quite a while um can you i don't know do you think teams are going to struggle with the reduced numbers do you think it's going to cause some issues in uh in how they're run you know, I think it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, as it does if ever a company loses staff members. But it is also good preparation, as horrible as it is, for 2021 and 22 and 23 when the budget caps come into effect. And unfortunately, quite a few of the teams are actually going to have to reduce their staff members. McLaren has already announced redundancies. Uh, in preparation for, well, not only what's going on now, but in preparation for that cap. So teams are going to have to get used to a more streamlined operation. So in some ways, this is this is forcing their hand. They don't have an option. They can't work their way into it. They've been told numbers are limited, and that's it. Get used to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It really is. Um, I mean, whether it'll be to this extent or not is another matter, but the, the, the fact is the staff numbers are going to reduce um, significantly with it. And uh, yeah, it is good preparation. And I think, I don't know, I, if everything runs fine, then there's, an, you know, you, you wonder why they why they were so busy in the first place, these garages, you know, whether it was overkill, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how it goes. And personally, I wouldn't, wouldn't complain too much if, uh, if all these reduced staff numbers caused Mercedes to to seriously falter in the in the pit lanes could uh, cause some excitement at least, but uh, yeah. So uh, like we said, it was part of a uh, of a test that they're doing with the two year old car because um, the regulations don't allow them to use this year's. And yeah, they're they're the first ones to get out on track, which uh, isn't a surprise really. Uh, Ferrari looks set to follow. How important do you think that these these kind of tests are for the for the team um, is preparation? You know, the fact that it's a two-year-old car says to me, well, I mean, it's clear they're not developing the car in any way, but it's a good way for the driver to get his eye in. It's a good way for the mechanics to get used to the pit stops. I mean, you can practice these things in the factory all you want as someone slowly pushes a car towards you, but at the end of the day, it, it's the on-track action that actually gets you sharp. So I think for the teams, it's very important. However, in the case of a team like McLaren, where Lando Norris was running a Carlin F3 car, you know, I think it's as long as they're on track, as long as the procedures are going the same and that sort of thing, that it's it will be beneficial to the drivers just literally to be out on track. Of course, being able to do it in a Formula One car and with your own team around you and your mechanics that you can practice the pit stops and stuff is an advantage. So any team not getting to do that, um, I think is gonna I think is gonna struggle on Friday in Austria. 
Yeah, I think the main thing has got to be in terms of the drivers, hasn't it? In terms of benefits or losing those benefits. Um, because you know, there's been a lot of talk about them being rusty because you know it's been the longest period for a while that the that the grid hasn't driven their cars um, much longer than the winter break we usually get. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. And obviously McLaren don't have that as uh, Renault have refused to supply them with a, a power unit. Um, you shouldn't be surprised, I guess, Renault don't generally uh don't generally have the best kind of relations with their with the teams that they supply but uh yeah what are your thoughts on it you know when we all first got uh, got the mclaren story and they were saying that they they wouldn't be testing due to a powertrain switch well due to powertrain switches um we kind of all did the maths in our head and kind of went well that's a bit strange because the 2018 car was powered by Renault. If it was a case of like Red Bull, for example, their 2018 car was also powered by Renault. They're now on Honda engines. So we can understand why Red Bull aren't testing their two-year-old two car. But for McLaren, it was a little weird one. Um, and now it's actually subsequently come out. And again, this is reportedly there's been no confirmation from the team or no denial from Renault, should we say. But it looks like the team actually said no to giving McLaren um, an extra engine uh, because McLaren is switching to Mercedes next season. Uh, a little bit of sour grapes in play for the team that beat them in the championship last season. Yeah, um, I, I guess maybe, you know, the fact that McLaren are taking Renault's, uh, Renault's favourite driver, well, not favourite driver, but star driver, I guess, and Ricardo may have factor as well. I mean, you know, everyone who's seen Drive to Survive um season one will know how uh yeah we'll know how kind of petty and bitter uh Renault can get I mean it's Formula One most people can get petty and bitter like that but uh yeah I guess McLaren they see that and uh yeah it just makes them more excited to get get to those uh, Mercedes engines I suppose but um yeah I mean obviously we've got Mercedes and Ferrari set to set to go out on track McLaren can't um like you mentioned with Red Bull um, I mean that's questionable because of the fact they had a different engine. Um, so do you expect do you expect most of the teams to end up getting out on track in their old cars before the season gets underway? I don't know. I think unfortunately for a lot of the teams right now it also depends on money. Um, for a team from Williams, I, I really don't expect them to be out on track in their Formula One car. Uh, Red Bull might, uh, it has been suggested, maybe put a Toro Rosso on the track because that is the 2018. Honda engine, um, and let, let all their drivers run those. Uh, but at this moment in time, there's been no confirmation from the team. We literally have Mercedes and Ferrari who have said that they will come out and do it. We don't know if Renault will be doing it. Um, Racing Point, although Racing Point at least have the money to do it if they want to. But yeah, at this at this moment in time, as I said, the teams are not, not confirming or denying, but I'm sure every driver wants a run. Uh, George Russell has said he'd take a run in just about anything at the moment, as long as he gets some track time before the season. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Let's just move on to that. I mean, we've um, like we said, it's been a long time since they've driven Formula One cars. Uh, and uh, Nico Rosberg, he came out and he said that he thinks the drivers who have been in the virtual racing they'll have an advantage in terms of you know preparation. Um, and yeah, I mean, it took me by surprise because. You wouldn't think you can compare it, um, maybe in terms of, you know, racing lines and stuff like that, but not the physical aspect, at least. 
Yeah, what do you buy it? Do you think that they are going to be better prepared, or do you think everyone's going to be in the same boat? No, I think everyone's going to be in the same boat. Um, I mean, I I can drive a car pretty well out on the road, but in virtual racing, I crash every five seconds. So I'd like to think that the two actually have no correlation. But yeah, I think Rosberg's wrong in this one, because while the virtual racing does keep your eye in, and like you said, helps with racing lines and stuff, there's no G-forces on your neck. There's There's not that feeling of speed. I would even go as far as to say there's not that sense of anticipation. I think that's going to be the the biggest problem come the first weekend of Austria. So yeah, I don't see the sim racers having a having a massive advantage. I mean, the the sim cars you can play with the tire wears and, for example, the Monaco Grand Prix in the virtual world where there was no crash damage. Um, I really hope that doesn't give them an advantage for the next race, because otherwise we're going to have absolute carnage within the first couple of corners, if that's how the drivers have been learning. Yeah, yeah, that would, uh, that would be, well, let's just hope they don't get any ideas from that race, I guess, because, uh, I mean, for Kevin Magnuson, I guess it's not it's, uh, it's not <laughs> different to usual, is it? But for most of them, at least. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, just on the, on the I, I agree, I don't think that, driving driving on the game can uh, can give you that much of an advantage i mean you know i guess it is maybe a bit like a simulator but even simulators i don't think fully prepare you and i just think in terms of you know rustiness i think it's inevitable isn't it you know i mean if it's the same with any job in the world if you if you take a if you go on holiday for a week and you come back you're gonna be a bit it's gonna take you you know a couple of days to get back into the swing of things um and that's for a a standard job that us mere mortals do you know for a for a job as extreme as formula one i think you'd you'd think that that would be even more the case so yeah i'd be i'd be surprised if we don't see considerably more mistakes than uh than usual happening yeah i'm with you on that i think they could be but at the same time having said that i mean indycar returned to the track uh this past weekend and I think if I stand correction, but I believe they did everything in one day. They had an hour and a half of practice, then they had their qualifying session, and then they had their race. Um, and surprisingly, I think they had two, two maybe three sort of crashes uh, in the race, which I would have thought the fact that, like you said, they were rusty and the IndyCar's drivers were even rustier. Uh, I heard somewhere that it's been like over 200 days since last they raced competitively out on track. And yet it, it actually went all smooth sailing. You know, the cream rises to the top. I think the guys who are going to struggle the most uh, at the Austrian Grand Prix are the guys with the least experience. But your Lewis Hamiltons and Sebastian Vettels and Daniel Ricciardo's, they've been racing for so many years, I think they're just going to slip into the car and it's going to be normal for them. Yeah, I guess in terms of this kind of scenario, um, it's it's quite good and we're quite lucky in a way that this year we only have um, you know one rookie on the grid in uh, Nicholas Latifi. I mean, Esteban Ocon knew, but he uh, he had a few years and under his belt beforehand. So yeah, I guess I guess that's uh, that's good in a way. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting as well. I think I I think most of the drivers would be fairly happy that Austria is the uh, the first one back. It's it's the shortest track. Um, it's a pretty pretty easy track to overtake on. And yeah, I think that if they could choose one, they would have probably opted for one like that rather than, you know, going straight to Suzuka or Silverstone or something. 
Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, the Austria is, as far as circuits go, like you say, a pretty simple one. So I think the guys, yeah, the guys will be happy that they're heading to Austria. Um, and I'm I'm not expecting some major drama with people not understanding the track or the car. Uh, as I said, probably first lap, like there normally is a bit of chaos. Uh, I assume there could be a little bit more with that, but that would be more the anticipation of, wow, the game is going um, and also the fact that we're going to have potentially a, a short season. I mean, at the moment, only eight races are confirmed. There is talk of adding more. But at this moment in time, who knows? So we might have an eight, a 12, a 13 race championship, which means every race counts a lot more than it does in previous years. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's in a normal season of 20 odd races, if you... If you crash out in the first one, nobody really sees it as a big deal because, well, you've got 19 other races to make up for it in a lot of time and yeah, so much more can happen. But yeah, with, with this case, there's no guarantee, obviously. It could just be eight races. Um, so in a way, you'd kind of expect drivers to be a bit, I don't know, you've got on one hand, they could be a bit more cautious but because they don't want to make mistakes. But then on the other, they need to get as many points as quickly as possible, I guess. So um yeah, well, it really uh, it really shakes things up a bit, doesn't it, this kind of scenario. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, that's everything. Obviously, not much has happened in the last week. So, uh, yeah, we thought we'd just take you through uh, how things are uh, shaping up in terms of preparations for the season. So, um, yeah, Mr. L, thanks as always for coming on. Always a pleasure, Finley. And, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks to everyone else for listening. Um, Obviously, because, well, nothing happened. We didn't stick out a question on uh, Facebook or Twitter this week. But, uh, yeah, make sure to keep an eye on our Facebook, um, Planet F1, and our Twitter, Planet underscore F1. So, um, yeah, you don't miss it when we next do. Hopefully, we'll get a bit more happening again in the next few weeks, closer to the start date, and uh, we can get all your comments back in again. So, um, thanks again. Stay safe, and uh, see you soon. Bye. University, our postgraduate courses know no bounds with over 70 full-time and part-time masters in everything from design innovation to data science and analytics. Your opportunities will be unlimited with small class sizes, access to leading academics and an immersive educational environment. The virtual postgraduate information roadshow from the 24th of May to the 11th of June. Register now at maynoothuniversity.ie. Maynooth University. Know no bounds. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.